having such a good conversation that we have to start yeah. recording. <laughs> I was like, we're actually talking about movie stuff. Why aren't we I recording? Uh, we were just talking about how mid-tier romantic comedies don't have the same, they don't get made the same way they used to in the early 2000s, and that's depressing. So everybody should go support Marry Me, starring Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson, <laughs> Valentine's Day weekend. Otherwise, the rom-com is doomed for streaming forever. And like, we don't want that. Don't you want to have some fun at the theater sometimes and just go spontaneously and say, hey, I feel like a movie. Let's see what's playing. And you don't feel like something super serious or a Superman movie or like a superhero movie. So what else is there? You get the rom-com. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but we're not here to talk about rom-coms today. That's not for another couple of weeks when we review the final installment oh. of the 50 Shades of Grey series. Oh my god, I can't wait to fucking sure, finish it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's our next movie, actually, if I look at the calendar. But Sam, your next week is February, first week of February. Oh. God. Oh, does that mean that you and I will watch it one last time on Discord together? Oh, awesome. We've been, how many, so this is the third one. So you know what, Sam and I have been at this for three years. <laughs> we finally can finish, finish it. All so. right. But this week we're talking about The Descent, which is a 2005 British horror film written and directed by Neil Marshall. The film follows six women who have entered a cave system, struggle to survive against the humanoid creatures inside. Yeah, so this, I've never seen this movie and a Which lot of- I find yeah. hard to believe. Isn't that crazy? I mean, this whole time I had never seen the descent and that's like such a, I feel like that's such a staple. Like, you know, everyone has seen the descent mm -hmm. for good reason. And I'm sitting here like, yeah, yeah, I, I have not seen it. And I, it's, but it's also, I missed the boat it, the year it came out. And then the year it I, came out, we were like 10. Yeah, I guess you're right. Well, I <laughs> guess I missed the boat at the time where maybe they were showing movies like that on cable. Mm -hmm. And then when I moved to streaming, that movie is so hard to like find. So Sam, you were able to find it on Peacock, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but like, it was just so hard to nail down every time it was brought up. I was like, shit, I got to watch it. And I tried to find it and I was like, oh no. So which, it just never fucking happened. I want to give a shout out to Peacock because I think yeah. they are a genuinely good streaming service. Uh -huh, and yeah. they're doing what I think all other mid-tier streaming services should do, which is have a free with ads mm -hmm. version. Yeah. Because I'm not going to fucking pay for Paramount Plus. So just give me like a free version with ads like Tubi. You're still going to get a shit ton of money from ad revenue. Right. And Peacock has a lot of really good shows and movies on it. I, I noticed that they had pretty cool stuff. And you know what? And I'm probably such a lame loser because I like this. I, I like that. It was like the next movie that wanted to play for me after I finished watching the descent. I was like, oh man, I'd love to watch that again. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, but I liked I like that kind of thing. And so I was like, this is cool. And you know what? When I was watching the movie, the ads were just the right length mm -hmm. that I actually didn't really like notice them or get bothered by them. So yeah, it's great. I only got like one ad per ad break, which was yeah. nice. Yeah, me too. Although it does kind of kill the vibe of the movie when you're watching it uh -huh. and it's a high tense 
scene and then Olive Garden (laughs) pops in. Yeah. 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 You're absolutely right. Because (laughs) it would be like, I'd be watching it and like somebody would be talking um, very urgently. And the minute they ended their sentence, like an ad immediately popped up. I was like, oh shit. Okay. <laughs> like It's a little jarring, but it's fine. It was fine. I really enjoyed the movie. But The Descent is considered one of the best horror movies of the early 2000s. It's got the classic staples of a post 9-11 horror movie, which is just gruesome gore. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, this came out the same year as The Cave, which we reviewed last week. So there's probably going to be some comparison <laughs> to The Cave and how The Descent just did it better. That was the same year? Yeah. Oh my God. Unbelievable. Which, yeah, which isn't uncommon. Uh, the, mo- the most, like, the best example of that happening is Deep Impact and Armageddon, which were two movies with almost identical plots and that it, it, it happens when you submit a screenplay to a studio as a writer mm-hmm. uh, you will get back a contract to return to them that basically says you won't sue them if they make a movie identical to yours but you don't get writing credit mm-hmm. because yeah. like it's <laughs> it's sketchy but louis lamour said <laughs> That yeah. there are really only six plots in the world. Okay. And what if you they? give, I don't know. I, okay. I've, I've I read this sorry. essay in like my senior year of high school. Oh, I didn't know you were quoting yourself. I thought you were quoting Louis L'Amour. I am. Okay. I haven't read that essay since <laughs> high school. And if you give one plot to 10 different writers, you will get vastly different stories, but they're all the same plot. Yeah. If that makes sense. That makes Uh, all the sense. Yeah. I should be a college professor. You absolutely fucking should right now. That'd be so cool. It'd be so cool if you were like a, uh, would it be cool if we were like film professors and we just taught about horror movies? How cool would that be? I wish the world worked like that, but we can't all be like Alaric and just waltz around and just work at college or high school and teach whatever the fuck you clearly want. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but, but this movie premiered at Sundance 2006. Um, there is a sequel, but we don't talk about the sequel. Nobody wanted to make the sequel, um, and the only reason the sequel exists is there are two different endings to this movie. Right. Yeah. 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 Tell me about that. So the one available on Peacock and available most of the time on U.S. streaming services is the American ending. And they wanted to give it an open ending for the possibility of a sequel. But Neil Marshall, the original director, didn't want that and blames it on Americans wanting to be more hopeful, especially after (laughs) 9-11, can you blame us? But the original ending, I think it does have her escape the cave, but then there's a jump cut and she wakes up still in the cave. No. Yeah, and it's alluded to that all of them die. Whoa, I'm gonna have to watch that on YouTube because I told like I knew there were two endings will going into this mm-hmm. and like I fucking I, I forgot. I just totally forgot. It's so it's so fast paced. I was like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it satisfied me even though it was a different ending. I although it was very open, I was like, okay. But anyway, um getting into characters and acting. 
they don't have a oh, castle. Everyone was great. Oh yeah. <laughs> We're so cool. If I can find the IMDB link, I can tell you that they were probably all British actresses from And you know what? Some are Australian actually. Yeah, some Australian. I think Juno is an Australian actress. The fuck was that? I'm so I, I didn't know it was gonna make that noise. <laughs> I touched like a paperweight <laughs> on my desk. Anyway. Yeah, and I, I actually look forward to uh, because the sequel thumbnail has a picture of Juno's face mm-hmm. and it's alluded that she's dead, but she's like, so we'll, we'll get to talking about that in a second. No, but the sequel's so yeah, dumb. Yeah, about acting. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> the sequel's so dumb. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to watch it then. <laughs> or not. Um, Natalie Jackson Mendoza, who plays Juno, is from all over the world. She was born in Hong Kong, but she <laughs> is a Filipino and Spanish descent as well as german and english from her mother wow dang yeah and she's lived all over the world world so she's not really an anything actress she's a citizen of the world do you ever hear people say that (laughs) yeah yep um excellent and then the main character is sarah and at the start of the movie sarah goes through a very traumatic incident and throughout the rest of the movie she is coping with that trauma whenever you watched that the first time did you find yourself like googling when final destination 2 came out to Um, see about that car accident no but it was definitely before this because final destination 5 came out in 2006 i think what the fuck no maybe maybe i'm thinking (laughs) three which one is roller coaster I don't I think that's four I think because five is the racetrack and now there's gonna be a six right wait no there's the final decision I don't know I just watched them too those are classic anyway sorry sorry listeners but we need to get our details all situated but no final destination three came out in 2006 yeah 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 the roller I think that's the roller coaster one then right Mm -hmm. yeah okay cool nice and the tanning bed one but yeah everybody in this movie was great yes they were there were such cool badass women all women and i was like this is awesome it was just such a breath of fresh air to just see women like the whole fucking time and a man for like two seconds that's why i was so disappointed in the cave because it was like all dudes (laughs) i was Mm -hmm. like what the heck are you thinking they're like let's make the same movie but just flip-flop it so no one notices and just put men everywhere i don't know any of these women i'm sure they're <laughs> popular over in the uk because this one. is an this is an english production yeah there's one there's one actress and her her name is very unique and it's like Mayanna or something um i don't know if you see her there on that list yeah, Mayanna but she burring yeah. Oh, she's, she's in, in The Witcher in now. Witcher. Yeah, dude. She's like a sorceress. She's like mm-hmm. the head sorceress. Yeah, she's in both seasons very prominently. So if you watch The Witcher, you'll notice oh, her right Oh, she was Tanya she's... in The Twilight Saga, colon, yeah. Breaking Dawn Part 2. I thought she was in that, and I didn't care to look and see what, what vampire she was. Who was Tanya? Which she was one? the blonde she... one. She was one of the pretty oh. ones. Oh, yeah, from Iceland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you give someone like totally different hair, like sometimes you're not sure. Yeah, that is her. Oh, how cool. Yeah, she was very pretty. Yeah. 
and her sister with the blonde hair too. All right, but anyway, anyway, they're fabulous. And Denali Coven. Mm -hmm. Moving into story, the story follows three quote unquote friends. I don't think they're like actually that close. They're the friends you have in college who you see once a year. Yeah, they're but like your let's go hiking because they're your hiking friends. So that must be outdoorsy group. Longer than a single day together, you guys fucking hate each other. Yes. <laughs> and are reminded why you guys fucking hate each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, shit. And this uh, movie, despite the fact that it's terrifying because of the humanoids, there's also drama in the friend circle. So, well, because Sarah's husband and child tragically died in a horrific car accident yeah seriously uh they were driving and <laughs> he lost control of the car briefly hit another car that didn't properly tie down some um rods tied to the top of it and the rod slide slid down and stabbed him in the head and probably did the same thing to their daughter we were yes. never shown an image of that but it's implied that's what happened yeah and um hold up he didn't lose control he was like not watching the road because they were like having a moment of like tenseness because she was like are you okay and he was like oh, i don't want to talk about it but they were like staring at each other I'm like uh someone gonna like look back at the road and he was like veering off into the oncoming traffic car but the other car it, it was just crazy but i didn't know it was going to be like that horrific because it, it looked like a crash that you could possibly survive, but then the impalement with the rods. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was prompted to look into Final Destination. Just her husband and child just like taken out with those rods. Crazy. And so a year or so later, the gang meets back up to go spelunking in a nondescript Appalachia. This movie was not filmed in Appalachia. It was filmed in the UK, which is actually the same mountain range as the Appalachian Mountains. Hmm. If you follow the path and then oh. do some sonar, it goes through the ocean and then Doesn't back it? up through the UK. It's really How neat. amazing. Yeah, that's really incredible. So that's why it looks so similar. It does, doesn't it? Huh. They're planning to go climbing in a more touristy cave, but that's not extreme enough for these <laughs> adventure seekers so um juno unbeknownst to them takes them to an unexplored cave system that was recently discovered and this is true and it's still true today despite this movie coming out that if you find a cave and it hasn't already been discovered mm -hmm. and it qualifies as a cave i think it needs to be like 50 feet deep or something it has to oh, wow. have a certain depth to it to qualify yeah. you get to name it and so that was juno's plan and she thought everybody would just be chill with this plan <laughs> yeah super chill to just fucking go in a cave that no one's ever been in before juno great idea <laughs> god that's insane <laughs> and she was like i thought we could name it after you <laughs> like that's a fucking lie juno you're obsessed with yourself man so Juno is the villain. She is the drama. Yeah, she is the problem friend. Uh, she's the reason the friend group can't get together more than once a year. <laughs> yeah, because no one can fucking stand Juno because all she does is wake you up super early and then like do a split and say, hey, can you do a split when you put your leg up like this? Try it. 
And then she's like, let's go to this cave, but I didn't bring the map because this is a, yeah. So totally just bonkers friend, totally mm-hmm. lost it. And things slowly uh, fall to shit. They start off having a fun, great time, but then the second there's a cave collapse, everybody's mad at each other. <laughs> yeah, everybody clearly has a problem and they're just surfacing now because of the cave collapse. And what I talked about when Stormy had her headphones off in the cave review is how in the cave, the cave isn't really the main threat. It's not a character. That's the complete opposite here in The Descent because I finally clocked it. The humanoids don't appear in the movie until the last 38 minutes. So we have an hour where the cave is the sole creator of the conflict. That's the thing they're trying to survive. And then, bam, these fucking humanoid monsters show up. (laughs) Yeah, as if it can't get any worse than, like, being lost in the fucking cave. (laughs) Then you have, you're being hunted, too. So, like, that sucks. Very well said, though, yeah. We don't get any, like, unnecessary backstory with the humanoid creatures. Like, with the cave, the monsters in the cave were once humans infected by a parasite and now they've turned into these giant sci-fi bat creatures. Yeah, like a vampire or something crazy. Yeah, the humanoids just seem to be like from possibly like a tribe that lived in the caves and then just adapted to living in the caves because they're still very much human. They're just blind and use their hearing to navigate the cave much like a bat. So it's more like an evolved species of humans rather than an infected monster. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So this is kind of taking the idea of like the realistic aspects of if humans could actually just like adapt over like a hundred years, which is like, I think the date they pulled out was like a hundred years. It could be plausible, but like a vampire crazy man with diamond eyes is not plausible. Oh yeah, and it's so probably nice. yeah, definitely just an ancient tribe living in the cave that's evolved into these creatures yeah, because of the cave paintings that they find. Right. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So it just makes more sense. Ah, but they feed on flesh, so <laughs> therefore they're being hunted. Yeah, and they're not completely confined in the cave as we come to learn through, I think, Juno. Mm-hmm. They seem to be able to get up to the surface in order to hunt their prey mm-hmm. because yeah. they keep finding human bones. And so that's how they gauge that there's a way out. But yeah. before they gauge that all hell's broken loose, one of the women have fallen down a crevice and broke her leg. Oh, she would. She fucking would. <laughs> and then Juno yeah. accidentally killed Beth. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. The way, you know what? The way that they choreograph that scene it, it it could have and I feel bad um that yet yeah. happened like Juno didn't do it on purpose but she did yeah. leave Beth to die alone on purpose yeah what a dick god damn it Juno <laughs> Juno killed Beth by stabbing a climbing axe through her throat which oh, was yeah. not an insta-death because Sarah later finds her and she's like don't trust that bitch no, she's fucking still alive. And I feel like hours have gone by at this point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's she's possible that alive. a major artery was missed because I don't mm-hmm. think there's a major artery through the center 
of your neck. You're, you're probably right about that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so she was probably just slowly bleeding out. Yeah, which sucks more. <laughs> There's also the great death of one of the girls trying to get over the cavern and she just ends up hanging there. Yeah. Dying. And I think they use her body to climb over. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. So let me ask you this because I actually had a question about her death. Um, so whenever she climbs, she climbs over and she's not like, I don't know if she's like using the rope thing or not, but um, she's climbing on the ceiling. And what they're doing is they're like putting their hand in between the crevices and kind of like letting that hold them there. But it's like crushing their fingers because she doesn't have her gloves on her. I think that's the girl that doesn't have her gloves and um, she's hanging there and there's like a humanoid chasing her. But then she wrote, is it because she doesn't want to get killed by him? Or I don't like, I don't know. I feel like I like yeah, I think, something. No, I think yeah. in her head that doing that is a better death than whatever that thing's going to do to her. And they do use her body to try. I think they try to like climb on it or around it yeah, yeah something crazy but she was just fucking hang there yeah and that <laughs> in the sequel that body is still hanging there what the fuck serious yeah that's one of the one one of the few things i liked about the sequel that's cool otherwise the sequel is trash <laughs> it's trash except for that cool shit that cool yeah it has shit. it has nice continuity with the first one okay i see so we yeah, next reach the end of the movie pretty much because th- the movie's just them trying to get out of the fucking cave. There's no yeah. there's no weird subplots with parasites or mm-hmm. anything, just a group of thrill-seeking women trying to get out of a cave <laughs> that they poorly planned exploring. Right. Yeah, exactly. And they all die. I think except just the two, Juno and the main Juno, girl. Juno Sarah? and Sarah are <laughs> yeah. left alive left. at the end until yeah. Sarah finally confronts Juno about killing Beth. And Juno and Sarah have a lot of uh, unresolved conflict in their relationship, I guess. Mm -hmm. After the death of her husband and daughter, Juno was the only friend that didn't stick around very long to help her Mm -hmm. not recover, but try and cope with that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, Sarah stabs Juno in the leg preventing her from escaping and then sarah then escapes and oh, well, if- hold up juno was like with her husband i thought that was alluded to that she was having he was having an affair with oh juno. is it yeah oh that's possible because the whole time like she's in the beginning she was like staring at the husband in like that way that you're like oh they're fucking mm. and then she cried because he died she didn't stick around and then she told the one girl that she's like, we all lost something in that crash, alluding that she was with a husband. And then um, whenever the other girl got stabbed and didn't die, she was like, it was Juno that hurt me. And then she had Juno's necklace and it said that quote. And Sarah said it earlier that her husband said the quote, love, um, love every day or something like that. And it was engraved on this necklace that Juno always wore and Juno kissed it in the movie. And then she handed it to Sarah when she was dying and she's like, this is Juno's. And she said, sorry, as if she like knew that they were having an affair. Um, later on, I'm pretty sure that like she shows her the necklace and like, I, I, 
I'm telling you, I'm, you might have to check on Wikipedia to make sure that I'm, I'm right here, but I'm pretty sure that she stabs her in the leg because she was fucking her husband. Oh, and that's it does why say, they were like upset. It does yeah. say on Wikipedia. I, I've never picked up on that in the times I've watched it. Uh, meanwhile, Sarah encounters Beth, who tells her Juno wounded, wounded then abandoned her. Beth gives gives her Juno's a pendant, telling her it is a gift from Paul, and realizes that Juno and Paul had an affair before his death. Yeah, that's why they were so upset in the car, and that's probably why he like veered off the road. So everything is actually Juno's fault in this movie. <laughs> yeah. so she's all, the big path, dad. <laughs> all paths lead to juno god damn it and i know and then other than the humanoids she's like she's the the problem friend we've got here he's fucking everybody's husband <laughs> uh so because of all of that uh sarah stabs juno in the leg preventing her from escaping and if you watch the american version Sarah makes it out of the cave, makes it back to the car and leaves. However, if you watch the British version, mm-hmm. um, the ending, the an extended ending is presented, which was cut from the US release over concerns that it was too depressing. After hallucinating the image of Juno, Sarah awakens <laughs> in the cave, her entire escape having been revealed to be part of the same hallucination. She sits up to see Jessica sitting across from her, holding a birthday cake, Jessica being her daughter. As Sarah smiles, the shot widens to reveal that the cake's birthday candlelight is actually the light of her torch. The camera slowly backs out, revealing the darkness surrounding Sarah as the crawlers are closing in. Ooh, the crawlers. I like that. (laughs) So the extended ending is much more final and depressing. God, well, I'm going to have, I'll, I'll probably definitely watch that after we're, we're done. Uh, so like very chilling. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause I have some beef with the American ending because it could have had a final ending with her just like being in the car and being fine. But what's with the, if it's okay, if you talk a little bit about the sequel, what's with Juno being in the car? So Juno, yeah, Juno in that scene is just a hallucination. However, in in the sequel, it, it takes place immediately after the events of the first movie, um, like two days two days after I've pulled it up. So a rescue mission is um, instigated to find the women because I guess. I think it's Juno that's apparently a senator's daughter or something. What? <laughs> of course. I can't remember. Some yeah. some weird thing. Like, uh, I remember it being weird. Like, Senator so-and-so's daughter is lost in a cave. So a new group of people go down into the cave to try and recover the bodies of mm-hmm. those women. And apparently they take Sarah with them, even though in this movie she has amnesia after everything that happened. So I don't see how she's useful. Right. Right. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> like, Hey, I know you don't know your own name, but please come with us to this cave to find yeah. a stranger. <laughs> um, and it's revealed that somehow Juno is still alive after two days in the cave with the injury left with her. Huh? Um, so yes, in the sequel is revealed that Juno is alive, 
But if we're just going off the first movie, which most people do, the sequel just yeah. exists. She's she's <laughs> dead. They're all dead. All dead. Sarah maybe could be alive in the American version. And that and Juno, I thought Juno may have been a hallucination at first, but then I was like, is she alive? How'd she get in the car? So anyway. Yeah, no, she is a hallucination because that was big in this era of horror movies was the fake out last moment jump scare. Yeah, that's that's that jump scare. We love it. And you know what? I really love um, good, like, early 2000s horror movies because they're just, like, they don't make them like that anymore. There's mm-hmm. so, so many new ideas were coming out. The movie, finally, it was very good. Really, really cool stuff. Yeah. Oh, very exciting. Yeah, you know? It's a, it's um, a modern classic. It is. A, it's a class. It is. I agree. And and that name, The Descent, even the title is very scary. So it's so cool. All right. So what is next, Sam? We're talk about some production. Yes. So yeah. the big thing about this movie that everybody talks about is the lighting of the movie because they use the bare minimum lighting, most of which comes from their own headgear yes absolutely and that's one of the things that the sequel fucked up fabulous yeah oh really too much light (laughs) brightest day down there the caves are fully illuminated in the sequel (laughs) that's fucking impossible (laughs) damn it um yeah so you know what the the first one then did it well especially there was a moment in the movie when one of the um cave divers she like goes to a section of the cave i think it's the girl that broke her fucking leg because she was like i see daylight and they're like no that's just like the the stones have is that what they said in them and it makes them look like that and Mm -hmm. she's like oh my leg is broken so then like the like off the bat you know like they have to deal with that shit and fucking carry her because her entire she's like a compound fracture in her leg and the bone is out and she yeah (laughs) so unbelievable that like happened right away that sucks but anyway no light other than the little flashlights on their head sarah makes a torch and then like the one girl has a lighter Mm -hmm. yeah and there isn't really a soundtrack involved with this movie which just adds to the realism of it yeah Unlike the cave, which was another very well-lit cave system. (laughs) Yeah, it sure was. (laughs) With an epic score to back it. (laughs) I know, right? Gosh, even like the waters of the cave when they were swimming around, we were like, I can see everything. (laughs) And Neil Marshall was inspired by Italian horror films by... Dario Argento and Lucio Fulci with building this world as well as Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Thing, and Deliverance. Nice. Yeah. And then uh, Simon Bowles, Mm -hmm. which is who is a uh, British feature film production designer. He's the one who designed the maze of the caves for the movie. It looked so real. Mm-hmm. I really thought they may have been in a cave at some point. It just looked so great. Um, 
And it wasn't like fucking absurd, like the cave when Mm -hmm. they were like in a regular cave, in the ocean, in the lake, in the chasm, in the ice. Like, I was like, this is too much. I don't know. It was just a lot. And I was like, this is a cave and it's still a regular cave and caves are scary just Mm -hmm. as is. And I think, I think a lot of that has to go, a lot of that credit goes to the lighting they used to help with the realism of it all. that's perfect. And, and they did it. And that's all you actually really need at that time is like, let's pretend we're really in a cave and just have our headlamps. And you get that like sense of like uncertainty, especially if it's a cave that no one's discovered yet. You're like in completely new territory, extremely dangerous and scary. This little production note has everything to do with the cave and descent coming out at the same time. Um, <laughs> okay. Production of The Descent competed with a big budget American film that had a similar premise, The Cave. The Descent was originally scheduled to be released in the United Kingdom by November 2005 or February 2006, but The Cave began filming six months before its competitor. The filmmakers of The Descent decided to release their film before The Cave, so they fast-tracked production and completed it by the end of February 2005. Nice. Fuck yeah. (laughs) So, and that, that happened a lot in the early 2000s. Um, yeah. And you know what? Even if it was rushed, I didn't like notice that it was like too fast at any point. I feel like it was just the right amount of time. And we like got to, you know, the end of the movie. They found the exit and I, I didn't feel like it took them too long or it, it was too quick. So mm-hmm. it, it didn't, um, I didn't notice it. So I think they did very well post-production. Um, yeah. So and, I'm uh, glad it beat the cave. So everyone saw, everyone saw this and they're like, oh, I'll see the cave. And like, oh, the cave sucks. <laughs> so, so much money in it. They didn't do nearly as well. Um, Sam, I don't know if you mentioned how much, how much money yet. <laughs> I have not mentioned how much money. And here is a quote pertaining to cutting a minute from the original ending mm-hmm. uh, because mm-hmm. American viewers didn't like the hopeless final parts. Yeah. Um the Lionsgate marketing chief, Tim Palin, said, it's a visceral ride, and by the time you get to the ending, you're drained. Director Neil Marshall had a number of endings in mind when he shot the film, so he was open to making a switch. Marshall compared the change to the ending to the ending of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, saying, just because she gets away, does that make it a happy ending? And I feel like we talk about this a lot on the podcast, about how final girls don't really get a happy ending just because they live. Yeah, they, they like are traumatized. You could honestly argue that their ending is not happy at all. Yeah, it's probably the worst because they probably wish they were dead. Yeah. (laughs) Because they're so fucked up. Like you're the only one of your friends who survived. Yeah, like all your friends died, you're alive, and the enemy is alive and out there. So you're constantly like, they're not dead. And so therefore... I'm never going to be so like, and we could just like talk about that for another hour, but like, yeah, (laughs) pretty shitty way to to be alive because you're all scared. Talking about numbers, this movie was made for 3.5 million pounds, which is $4.6 million. And it made back $57.1 million. Nice. So 
it did quite well. And that might be because they did fast track it and get it into theaters before the cave. So mm-hmm. had they not done that, it's possible that the cave would have been the financial success and the descent Ugh. not have been. But I think that was a very smart move on their part. Yeah, I am glad myself because the cave does not deserve that much money back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, geez. Yeah, but overall, fabulous film. I'm glad I watched it and I'm like, I can see why there's like a sequel because I feel like everybody just wanted to like make a sequel especially if you were successful. Wrapping this up with realistic aspects, uh, getting trapped in a cave. The the cave. (laughs) Yeah, and I saw a TikTok. I saw a TikTok a couple weeks ago of a guy in the Appalachian region because all the undiscovered cave systems are in the Appalachian region. Let's be real. Let's be real. Yep. (laughs) Um, He said, we found one and it qualifies as a cave. You got to explore it and... I had a visceral reaction to that because of this movie. Oh my God. I was like, no, do not explore, do not explore that cave. (laughs) Right. Oh, it wasn't, it was him talking about how he wants to go or was he in the cave? He wasn't in the cave yet. He was talking about like the qualifications. He said he found a cave on his property and it doesn't seem to have been discovered. So in order to qualify as a cave, you got to have these like certain qualifiers. And I was like, do not explore that cave. Yeah, don't. You'll Have you be ever sorry. seen a movie? Yeah, I know, right? Have you ever heard of the term horror movie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you're in one. Oh, man. Yeah, so just the cave itself. And then we have the subcategories of the cave, which is a cave collapse. Oh, my God. That's so scary. Mm-hmm. Um, crawling through little, little, like, crevices in the cave like why would you go and do something like that that's so scary oh my god I'm like I'm not claustrophobic but that's scary having Juno as a friend because she'll just like take you to an unmarked cave without even telling you yeah and leave the map in the car what the heck what a jerk she'll She'll have have, with your husband she'll she'll ruin your (laughs) marriage She'll be the reason why you and your husband are having a very like heated discussion while he's driving and it'll be his fault that he, her fault that he feels bad enough to not look at the road and get into an accident. I hope you got all that, but yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, And really they seem, they probably had a very happy marriage a few years ago because they have a four-year-old daughter. So I mean, yeah, seriously. And she seems so cute and sweet. And they all go out and watch their mom be a badass and like go on the whitewater rafting trip. Um, and, uh, oh, wait, I have a quick question since we're talking about Juno. Was Juno the one that like pushed her in the water on the white, white water rafting trip? Probably. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a dick move. Cause she was trying to drown her. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm an anxious person, but I'm yeah. willing to try certain things to get out of my comfort zone. I will absolutely <laughs> never do whitewater rafting. That is me fucking too. <laughs> like it, never. it looks like it would be fun and exciting, but just no, it's so easy to die <laughs> doing that. Do, it's like, do you want to die quickly? Then do I either go skiing or go whitewater rafting because guaranteed 
you could die mm-hmm. um like immediately gosh unbelievable yeah you could get sucked under if you fall off the thing what if you hit your head on the rock yep um no white back white raft <laughs> white water rafting legitimately scares me Le- legit yeah to go fucking not me dude like you can have your your like crazy rapids that are like uncontrollable by a huge like no i will just go on my little kayak and just kayak around that's that's as exciting as it'll mm-hmm. get for me guys i want mm-hmm. to survive <laughs> um uh what else we got um realistic aspects do you know uh the cave um being the sole survivor of maybe a car accident. Yeah. Having your family die, that that totally is awful. Um, I wonder if the other person died in the other car. I don't think so because rods didn't fly through his window. <laughs> yeah, so they were fine. We're good. I hope, they I hope Sarah probably sued be fucking sued for the way they're, you know. Uh, yeah, for the way he's carrying his equipment around like that and not beeping soon enough when you see a car mm-hmm. like, creeping over in a two-lane road. Mm-hmm. Um, what else i mean the humanoids that could be creepy because like when you go in a caveman like sam said like you don't even know what could be down there yeah and scientists recently discovered a cave that had been closed off for thousands of years and discovered new species of insects i think we should leave it alone for a yeah, little they're while probably but... scary looking mm-hmm. <laughs> they're probably so scary and you ever like see you know, like deep sea divers and they find those like really scary cave fish. They're so scary looking. Like imagine that, but like not a fish, you know, like coming at you on land. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, hmm. You know what else is actually scary? Um, maybe like being that TikTok guy living in Appalachia and finding a cave on your property. Oh, hell no. That's so scary. You ever psych yourself out and like say, oh, I wonder like if anything comes out of the cave at night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh man. So uh, I don't know if you've ever watched, um, I talked about this like maybe a year or so ago on the podcast. You ever heard of the, uh, it's like a show called Hellier and it's on Amazon prime. Mm-hmm. I have, I haven't watched it. Oh, you know what, Sam, you should, um, because it's all about caves in Appalachia and like the um, lore of, I think it's goblins living in the really big cave system known as the, uh, what is that really big cave system called? The Mammoth Caves um, in Appalachia. Mm-hmm. And they talk about that. And then they're like, yeah, this person has this, you know, it's alleged this person had this cave on their property. And like, he would see little creatures come out in the night and his dog would bark at them. And I'm like, that's terrifying. No, thank you. Very scary stuff. Um, Stuff that's unexplained, always scary, but it's right on our doorstep. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think there's any other realistic stuff. That's basically the whole premise. Um, And then I guess hallucinating that you get out it's like having a dream where you're awake Mm -hmm. uh false Um, false sense of security or whatever for sure unbelievable okay well that was a great movie anyway lots of realistic aspects that could be applied to real life if you live around here um and uh 
I would give this an A plus because that shit fucked me up. Mm-hmm. Really great stuff. Great stuff. The cave just pales in comparison. <laughs> no pun intended. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I don't know. Anything else to discuss about that movie? I don't have anything. I, I don't either. And um, in the meantime, I've been watching uh, Seven trying to kind of finish finish up that season there. Yep. Gotta, gotta start watching it this weekend. Yeah, definitely do so. And we'll talk about that next time. And then we'll get ready for our Valentine's Day special. I can't believe, I mean, like, January's been a long time. Like, it's been taking a while to get through this month. But I'm, I can't believe it's going to be February, you know? Yep. Already. (sighs) So anyway, I've got the outro notes pulled up. Are you ready to wrap it up, Sam? I think so points i think we said it all so go watch the descent on peacock if you haven't peacock rules okay so if we're all set to wrap up uh if you're wondering this has been real horror show the whole time (laughs) so (laughs) it's us real horror show was created by sam odie and stormy skies and is directed by sam odie um, today we learned that you don't, you absolutely do not lie to your friends about going to explore a tourist cave and then go to a cave no one's ever even seen before. Don't be um, that person. Unbelievable. That's real. Like the more I think about how shocking that is, like if that actually, I would be fucking shocked. I don't know what I would do and I would be terrified. Um, anyway, whew, because like I've been in caves before and I've been climbing, I've never spelunked, but like wow what kind of fucking crazy bitch <laughs> to call your friends like this cave is like so common it's like just kidding i want to name it juno cave whatever so don't do that that's what we learned today anyway like what you hear you can find real horror show on spotify tune in google really really like what you hear follow us on twitter at horror show pod or search for real horror show on twitter Follow us on Facebook at Real Horror Show. Like our page and share our stuff. We also have a website that all of our written reviews and podcasts can be found, realhorrorshow.com. Do you want to interact with us? You want to make sure we're real humans, not space vampires? Comment on our website or email us at realhorrorshowpodcast at gmail.com. Want to argue with us about something or think you have a really great horror movie review that submissions are open for movie reviews check out the submit page on our website and follow the rubric before sending us anything if it's not done according to the rubric it will be disregarded sorry not sorry we love horror and if you're listening you do too please help us keep our project going by visiting our support page on our website where you can make a one-time donation via paypal we also have an amazon wish list if you feel like buying us something tangible will help convey your love more than a monetary donation would because we got some spicy stuff on there and Valentine's is coming up. Anyway, also you can find the buy us a coffee button on our website. It's a button you can click that will pay us the amount you would need to buy a coffee. A little bit goes a long way. And sometimes you can't help out ours monetarily and that's okay. By simply liking, sharing, retweeting, and even giving us an awesome review will help us out tremendously. And at this time, is there any other pertinent news? Uh, the world premiere of my play New Year's 
Eve at the stop and go was pushed back to April 8th. They're pushing the whole festival back by one week because of Omicron. This happened a little while ago, but I don't think I announced it on the podcast. So that is at Northern Kentucky University outside of Cincinnati. Uh, It's going to be a good time for world premiere plays. Mm -hmm. So it's super exciting. That is, that's excellent. Um, And uh, yeah, definitely keep us all in the loop here. And we're going to be really excited whenever April rolls around, because you know what? It's going to be here in the blink of an eye, dude. It is. This year's going so fast. You know what? I feel like we say that every fucking year, year after year, us Mm -hmm. humans. This year's going so fast. Like time will not stop, you guys. Oh, I'm guilty. We're all guilty. Anyway, I've been Colton. It's a very creepy song. I love that song. Thank you, fuck off, and have a swell evening. This is Real Horror Show signing off. Bye. Bye.